Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on mixer.com slash squarecast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, man, this is just, uh, you know, what's currently going on in the world is starting to get to me a little bit, um, but I haven't, I haven't broken yet. Haven't broken yet, and um, and where I live, things are are potentially opening up in a, in about a week. And so my job, uh, I, I am an essential worker, but I work for a company that uh, you would not you would not assume is essential. Um, and so my job got flipped on its head when everything kind of closed and there were ways for us to be open and to still help people. Um, so that's that's been a couple months now that I've been working in this capacity um, and and I've gotten used to it. <laughs> and I kind of don't want to go back to just being open and things. So, so in about a week, like things are just going to be changing. Um, but of course, I'm going to uh, nothing's going to change here on this front. Um, I know that the upload schedule, we haven't been really consistent here. And that's I mean, that falls solely on my my heels and no one else's. I'm, I'm the only person who works on this show. Um, sometimes I address the show as we like, Hey, we'd love to have you on. It's more of a, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like there, there are other idle hands that help out in the show indirectly. Um, other, you know, people in my life, but, uh, anywho, uh, things are, are just going to be still chugging forward. My goal is really just, I know throughout this situation, uh, episodes have been uploaded you know, one every three days, four days, more consistent, you know, more, more consistently than usual. Um, but I'm not worried about getting guests on for every episode if I have to do everything myself. And that's kind of why I started this show on my own so that I, it's just me. I don't have to worry about anyone else to get this show out. Um, so my goal is to just get as much back catalog as I can so that we can just upload on a weekly basis uh, because that's what gets more people to pay attention to the show. Somebody might catch one episode and go, oh, that's cute, but he doesn't really uh, upload frequently and, and frequent, consistent uploads is what you know people genuinely like when they find a, a show or a podcast or something that they like. So... Um, so regardless on my work, things are going to keep chugging along with the show. Um, 
if you haven't checked our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, I uploaded a special video in the last few days in which I read one of the little golden books of uh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. It was basically a short story about um, SpongeBob joining Camp Coral and just kind of, you know, meeting a few of the characters there. I saw this in Target and I thought, you know, there's a lot of parents struggling right now. There's a lot of kids probably stuck at home. There's just glued to phones and TV screens and looking for content, keeping kids busy. And I figured maybe there's a kid out there who, who would be, you know, would enjoy a story time. So I uploaded that. So if you're an audio listener of this show, certainly go and watch one of those videos. Like, share. Um, I think you can comment on the Facebook one, uh, on the YouTube one. Most of the show, the even though the show is family friendly, I don't upload the episodes as YouTube kids content because, yeah, you know, the idea of, of getting comments and maybe adding ads later on through YouTube so that I can make some money off of it. Um, if you put it under the YouTube kids, I think, I know comments get disabled, but I think for ads, they shut those off too. Uh, for the story time episode, it's completely, I put it up for, you know, YouTube kids. Um, and it's definitely garnered way more views than, than any of the other episodes, uh, in such a short amount of time, but there's no way to comment on that. So if you find it on YouTube, you won't be able to comment, but if you go and find it on Facebook, You'll be able to comment. I would love to hear what you guys think uh, about that. I have no problem trying to track down other books to read, but it just you know, feels like it's more for the younger crowd. And if I have any older fans out there, that might not be something that's up your wheelhouse. Uh, last episode I recorded, don't I think it's in order right now. Um, I think I'm caught up. Uh, I mentioned a few ideas for the YouTube channel, uh, other other avenues I'll be going down. Um, so we do have the planned Funko, the Nickelodeon Funko uh, pop review series, you know, coming down the pipe. Um, I pretty much have the first few sets completed, so I'm good to go. So I can, I can start, you know, doing that. Uh, and probably within, before the month ends, I think I mentioned before May ends, I'd like to at least, uh, have one episode in the can. Um, those are probably not going to be so frequently updated, like, you know, once a month, maybe there'll be once a month. Um, I don't want to rush through it though, but here's uh here's some good news. I, for some reason, last week decided to purchase a. It's not dumb. I look. It's not dumb. I purchased a sev the seven quart slow cooker, the SpongeBob edition from from Box Lunch. Not hashtag not sponsored. Um, it was just on a really good deal, and I had some Box Lunch money. And it was one of those weird items that I've seen for so long, and I thought, I think that's cool to own, but it's also really nerdy. I don't know what people would think about it, but then there was just this one night where I was like, you know what? I'm getting it. I'm buying this slow cooker. Yeah. Never done, I've never cooked in a crock pot before or a slow cooker, so this is, this is a cool thing. And I got it in the mail, and I'm, I am being completely honest about this. I did not... Um, this was not my plan from the beginning, but I got it in the mail and the first minute I opened the box from box lunch, uh, and, and looked at the slow cooker. I felt so, I don't know. I love SpongeBob, but it like, it felt for the first time in a while that I bought something really, 
impulse it was an impulse purchase and i felt kind of dumb but then i thought so that was the first minute but then when i took it out of the box and i was staring at it a bit more i thought well wait a minute i i have a youtube channel for my show about spongebob and here's a slow cooker i could just make a cooking show a, a slow cooker tutorial or recipes and can you know do one once every so often with the slow cooker and and boom i was like then i was super excited about buying it now like i had a reason for it so that when i tell people oh i bought a spongebob slow cooker i could say no no it's for a cooking show i'm making <laughs> so totally not planned at purchase totally not planned in transit but it is now it was it's now a plan in in process um so really, when I started this show, there, there was not an idea of, of doing more uh, video content. It was the audio podcast and uh, the, the streaming video game show. It was just those two components. Um, and now that I'm sitting here, you know, I've sat here for a couple months in, um, you know, in, in self-quarantine. Uh, well, still working, but, you know, working less. And, and coming up with more ideas and going, well, the YouTube channel and... Uh, and hand in hand the Facebook page, uh, they don't have to just upload episodes of the show. I could do more video content, so there's there's more to do. So that's there. I there's there's that idea. So uh, the story time idea once again not planned. Saw the book, came out of no, nowhere, and now that's uh, a whole other series that I have. So right now it's it's this audio podcast. It's uh, the the mixer show, uh, Video Bob Game Pants. There's story time. There's a slow cooker episode, and there's the Funko review show. Uh, that's five different shows based off of this of this one concept, which is fantastic. So, um, that's great. That's great. I I, I like the slow growth here. Um, a few other things I want to address. Uh, this. I've said it. I say it a lot because I, I always I always want to remind myself this is family friendly. Um, I do get. I always tell you guys to follow me on Instagram, and I do get a a fair amount of um mess uh, personal messages. People who find the page and they'll message me, and um you know once in a while there'll be questions. Usually it's just kind of comments of of you know hey thanks for the content or I enjoy the show or suggestions, which I absolutely love. Um, given what has happened in the world with certain uh, uh, internet celebrities and fan interactions, um, I want to make something extremely clear. Uh, I, I don't want to have anybody feel like they can't message me or comment on any posts or any videos to say, you know, nice things and, and you know, and to feel like you're not going to get a response. You, you will get a response from me, but I would like it f for more of that to be public. I, I would like it to be more on the posts um, themselves, and I would rather scroll through and respond to people um, than have every, anything be private. Um, I of course want fans on the show eventually when when things kind of naturally get there i've i've had people ask to be on the show now um we'll, we'll get there we'll, we'll certainly get there and we'll open up um some sort of way for people to 
uh, kind of put their name in a hat to, to be on the show. Uh, I'll set that up in, in some some way. But I just want to make sure that, that myself as the host uh, is entirely transparent because there's just there's constant, I don't know, you just hear about people who, especially when it's stuff uh, where kids might be involved and it just, I don't want to be a part of that. So um, if you do send me a private message on Instagram uh, or on the Facebook page, you'll get a response, but um, but don't don't expect a conversation. That's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to say. Like I'd, I would much rather have a conversation with any of you long-term in public comments than I would in private you know, DMs. And I think, uh, I think it's just, I wanted to throw that out there given, uh, a story I read earlier this, this, uh, this week and just going, yeah, I, I want to make sure that, uh, fans of this show, people who listen, parents who might listen, you know, with, with their kids, uh, that that kind of behavior is just not going to happen. Um, because yeah, this is, this is just what I want to do. Uh, I don't expect, for this show, this this show is just about passion. It, it's just a passion project. Um, it's something that I'm just going to keep doing. I, uh, regardless on if of things, I would love there to be growth. I would love there to be we can build up a fan base here. And but it's still a niche concept. Like when I tell people, yes, I run a show about SpongeBob, but it's a little bit more. It's about life. It's about nostalgia, and it is about yes, it does kind of revolve around spongebob but it's not just a, a constant conversations about spongebob you know there's there's other things going on here so just like this i i've spent the last 13 minutes talking about my life and things going on and things going on with the show uh this is what it is so you know um we'll see how things go anyway on to the episode for this for this episode uh, the, the episode of Spongebob we're going to be looking at is a season one episode called Squeaky Boots. Um, what's really, I'm going to say this first before we start the show because I, I don't want to uh, not have a lot of content um, speaking, you know, to myself about the episode. Uh, this is one of the first concepts Steven Hillenberg had for Spongebob. And in fact, this episode is actually the second episode produced for season one uh, and third overall uh, after, you know, there was Help Wanted and Tea at the Tree Dome, which was, you know, the the first episode. Um, this was the next one made. And, of, of course, it didn't air next. It aired uh, all the way of, of the second part of episode eight. But this is a concept Steven Hillenberg had even early on with SpongeBob was him getting the squeaky boots, annoying Mr. Krabs and Mr. Krabs going through a whole uh, crazy situation going on with the squeaky boots. Um, so we got a super classic episode here. Um, and of course, I'm going to be watching from Amazon Prime, which I guess just decided that my password is wrong. Don't you hate that? You have a password for years, you're always putting it incorrectly, and then there's there's some person just going, "No, you're not you're not right. Uh it's not right. Hold on one second, let me take care of this." 2000 years later. So, uh <laughs> everything got fixed. Um you know what? If anybody was perturbed by that, I I do apologize. Um I on the episodes 
if anybody notices on the episodes where I have somebody, there's that break in which we watch the episode and come back. And during then is when you'll hear the ad for Anchor. Um, but any episodes where it's just me, there's not usually a break. So I throw the Anchor ad at the beginning and then you have to, oh my goodness, suffer for through two ads before you get to the episode. And I really hope at least the SpongePod one no one skips through. I mean, after you hear it for a while, yeah, I can understand. It probably gets a little ear grating. Um, and hopefully for those that do skip it, you at least do one of the things I asked. That would be super helpful. But anyway, I took this pause and Amazon was just going crazy. It was... Um, it made me like, you know, confirm it was me through a security thing. And then uh, we're going to send a password to your email. OK, put the password in re security check with numbers. And then it wants me to put in my phone number. OK, sends a password to my phones, check with security numbers. Like I was going through like 10 different hoops for no reason whatsoever. It was just I don't know if it was paranoid that I was logging in again on this computer, but um now I'm finally logged in on Amazon. That's crazy. Uh, you can watch this episode. This episode is on the SpongeBob Christmas DVD, the complete first season, the Hall Monitor DVD, first 100 episodes, um, the Holidays with SpongeBob 3 DVD gift set. And of course, this is also on uh, Nicktoons Collection Volume 3 on GBA Video. If you happen to have that cart and a GBA, by all means, pause this episode. Go and get your GBA. Go get Nicktoons Volume 3 and watch along with me on your Game Boy Advance. I I can't wait to get that first. I've This is now the second or third episode I brought that up. I cannot wait to get the message that someone actually, um, actually did that. But anyway, uh, if you're starting along with me, of course, we're skipping the intro. intro. We're starting right at the uh, title sequence, and you can start that right uh, now and here we go okay so we have squeaky boots on the screen uh so like i was talking before this is a very early concept for steven hillenberg um there was even uh uh a, a drawing of spongebob in squeaky boots that he made uh in the original 1996 pitch bible uh for those that don't know uh, a show's Bible, a lot of cartoons and a lot, I don't know if I, I've just, I've heard about this concept more for animation than I have with live action shows, but so many animated shows out there have put out what's called the show's Bible in which when you're creating the show, you're creating almost the rules and like what is, what needs to be in the show, what doesn't need to be in the show, character traits, like you stick by these guidelines that you're creating for the show. Um, so right at the beginning here, and I'm not going to gloss over this, this is the debut of Pearl Krabs. This is the first episode she appears in, um, and of course she becomes, uh, uh, you know, not more prominent, but a, a very big <laughs> both literally and figuratively a uh, big side character of the show. She is uh, Mr. Krabs's daughter. And uh, of course the, the mom is, is never really shown uh, or talked about as, as far as I know, maybe in later, later seasons uh, there there's been more allusion to it, but uh, not that I can remember at this time, but anyway, uh, she is voiced by Lori Allen who, as far as I know, has has voiced her 
um, since the beginning. And Pearl is the second main character that Steven Hillenburg created for the show. Uh, he was inspired to design her while working as a supervisor for whale watches at the Ocean Institute. Um, and, you know, th that's pretty incredible. And if you look at very early, like, pictures that uh, Steven Hillenburg created for the show, you can see his very rough drawings of SpongeBob, Squidward, Patrick, Mr. Krabs, Sandy, and then Pearl would always be there as well. Um, so she was always meant to be a part of the show. And, and it's it's kind of cool to know that like very early on she was she was a part of it i don't know if early on he knew oh this was going to be mr krabs's daughter but um uh as far as we can tell that might have been his intentions but but she was at least drawn possibly earlier than mr krabs uh her original um tagline in you know not tagline but like this blurb that uh that steven hillenberg wrote for Pearl is that she is the teenage whale, this lovely daughter of Mr. Krabs, spelled with a C, mind you, that was early on, uh, literally the largest teenager on the planet, possessing the biggest brain in Bikini Bottom. She is quite probably its most in, uh, intelligent citizen, yet she is still immature and her interests are the same of those of an average girl, cheerleading the mall, boys, 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 and the rebellious music of her generation. She's gifted in math, so naturally her father tries to interest her in the exciting life of restaurant bookkeeping. I'm so sure, Daddy... Pearl is more interested in fads than counting French fries. Well, so that was the little little blurb written about Pearl here. Um, and it's it's interesting that at one point she was made to be the smartest in in uh, bikini bottom. Right now on the screen, that sequence right there of Mr. Krabs's dream having money go into the register. Um, this is the second time CG was used in the show. Uh, the first being, I believe in the last episode, we, uh, we, we just watched, um, goodness. Now I'm trying to think about that. Uh, let's see a jellyfish jam. Yes, it was. That was the, uh, the first time CG effects were used. Uh, so they were clearly getting their foot in the door of, of CG, uh, this is the first appearance of Mr. Krabs' house. This is the first episode to be centered around clothing. This is also the first episode to be focused on Mr. Krabs. And one lesser known fact is this is the first time Mr. Krabs is shown to pay SpongeBob at work. That's interesting. <laughs> Pays him in the boots. I don't know if anyone's had an issue with their porthole like that, but uh, uh, I always thought Mr. Krabs' is home his i love his decor i love the whole pirate seafaring theme um but the fact that he sleeps in a hammock is i don't know it's terrible i i, I feel bad for the guy like dude i know you're cheap but can you just buy a bed from undersea ikea or wherever you get your beds from um it feels it feels kind of silly uh now of course SpongeBob getting really addicted to these squeaky boots, which seems to annoy Squidward and Mr. Krabs, but it seems like the patrons of the Krusty Krab not really caring about it. I, I don't think I don't think they mind. Um She out of all of like the main characters, I guess if you if you're including Pearl, she is the last one to debut. 
which is so interesting for two reasons. One, we already mentioned that she was the second, you know, second character designed by Steven Hillenburg after SpongeBob. And then this is also like I had mentioned, this is like the third the third episode, you know, in order. So she was supposed to debut before Mrs. Puff. But of course, she the, this episode just got pushed all the way to the eighth, which is interesting. Um, during when Mr. Krabs shouts out to SpongeBob, SpongeBoy me Bob, when SpongeBob first walks into his office, SpongeBoy was the original name of SpongeBob. Uh, in fact, the original name of the show, uh, it's been mentioned before, was called SpongeBoy Ahoy. Uh, but then Nickelodeon found that there was already a trademark for SpongeBoy uh, for a cleaning product by a, a, a mop company had had SpongeBoy already kind of battened down. And I think SpongeBob fits a lot better um, during. Uh, and we mentioned this, I believe it was either for Jellyfish Jam uh, or for another episode um, about during the Rugrats movie, there was a promotion I believe with Burger King, where a set of scratch and sniff stickers were released, um, or it it says released at specific fast food restaurants. I, I don't know. I I know that throughout the uh, the '90s, a lot of Nickelodeon shows had had toy deals with Burger King. Um, I think Rugrats maybe had one with McDonald's, but I feel like their first one. I remember those toys. Uh, there was the the five, you know, one of each baby. There, there was. Tommy, Chucky, Phil, Lil, Angelica. Phil and Lil were on a bike together. And then there was a Reptar, I believe. Um, and my mother, God bless her, went to like every... Let me look this up. Rugrats, Burger King, toys. My mother went to so many Burger Kings to get to get me all of those toys. I, it's, I was not... I was spoiled, but I was not ungrateful, if that makes sense. Um... I appreciated when my mother would do these things, um, but I was not like a bug on her. Like you have to get me these things. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was just she wanted to make me happy. I was a good kid. Uh, so yeah, there was the set of a set of five. It was Tommy crawling, Chucky on this little like bouncy thing, Angelica in a car, the twins on a bike, and and the Reptar. I had all five. Uh, I was the only person that I knew of that was able to get all five, and it was all thanks to my mother. Um, Burger King has had a crazy amount of good good Nickelodeon toys. There's also the uh, the tree set that you can get, the buildable. Like, each baby is on the set of a tree, and that you can connect all of them together. There's eight, and you make, like, this giant tree house of a Burger King toy. Uh, I miss those kind of concepts, the the build. Of course, that just reminds me of uh, Inspector Gadget, which is probably one of the greatest Happy Meal toys ever. You collect every piece of Inspector Gadget. We're, we we got to talk about Squeaky Boots here. Um, of course, okay. So through uh, through various food fast food restaurants, you would get a scratch and sniff sticker, and one of them was when Mr. Krabs drops the boots in the French fry oil, and when you would scratch and sniff, it would smell like French fries. Um, you got to be careful around those uh, those uh, oilers, and especially if you're going to fry things. Um, when uh, when Mr. Krabs lets Pearl open her presents, the cake on the table disappears. That was a uh, big production error there. Um, and of course, when uh, SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs walk closer to the boots, uh, SpongeBob's eyes turn yellow uh, originally. Um, this is, of course, Mr. Krabs freaking out about the boots. 
they're under the under the floorboards. This is a uh, a nod to Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. It's a bit of a uh, <laughs> don't. It, it's quite the story. Um, I would say maybe if you're middle school, maybe that is more of appropriate tale uh, story. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what the, the illusion is to, uh, that there's, uh, that this man is, is hearing the heartbeat, uh, of something he, uh, of someone he has under the floorboards. See, I had to say it. And now this is not family friendly. I brought up Edgar Allan Poe. Um, Mr. Krabs, the, see, there's the money right there. Uh, Mr. Krabs saying the deed is done has become a fairly, uh, popular internet meme. Of course, uh, and then here we have Mr. Krabs and uh, and Pearl going on a nice a nice little vacation, getting away from the the bustle of the uh, of work life, celebrating with his daughter, and of course hearing the boots squeaking from his hiccups. And that is the episode Squeaky Boots. Um, <laughs> we didn't we didn't talk a lot about the episode. I mean, uh, it's it's just it's classic SpongeBob being annoying, but annoying somebody specific it's not like the whole town is freaking out about spongebob's boots it's literally squidward and mr krabs just becoming annoying uh annoyed frequently annoyed throughout the episode although squidward leaves fairly early on uh mr krabs has to stay and suffer um it, it, it it's a it's a very comedic episode it is funny it's got a few quotes in there um you can kind of now that you know it was made so early on, you can certainly see that in in the writing. Um, they were a lot more reserved, I think, very early on than as even the season went on with their ideas and with the bits and with the comedy and the jokes. Um, but this is still fantastic as far as an episode goes. Um, I I loved I love Mr. Krabs as a character. I've always loved him, even though he has some some negative qualities to him. Uh, this this was a fun episode. I mean, this is Mr. Krabs classically being cheap and and just getting some random gift for his daughter. And I mean, he loves his daughter, but at the same time, the man's worried about money. He he's not worried about flashy gifts, but in the end, he's still <laughs> purchasing the items she wanted. So it just defeats the purpose of him being cheap. Um, but but where his cheapness bites him right back that's that's the best part is when a character like mr krabs you can forgive someone for being greedy but you can also appreciate when their greed kind of kind of bites back at them like wow oh, that's what you get uh and that's what's kind of fun about episodes like this is is uh his greed just just bubbling back up and and becoming more of a, a mental thing uh that he's having an issue with um, and certainly his guilt by the end, which is is fairly weird. Um, I mean, I know he cares about SpongeBob at this point, um, but it, it's weird that he that you know I know SpongeBob got down about the boots, but that it that it affected him that much. Um, so yeah, that is that is Squeaky Boots. That is of course just a, another episode where we're um, we're going through. We're quickly we're quickly getting through season one. Um, of course, every season of SpongeBob, I'm going to 
consider each season of this show. So we're we're almost through season one of I'm Ready a Sponge Pod Squarecast. Uh, let me relook at my list. I got to see how many episodes I have until our very first uh, live stream with uh, with Mixer. I've had a few now. I follow me on Mixer because I do just like with uh, reading the book. I do log on a few times to draw uh, SpongeBob pictures. Um, you know, I'll draw some cartoons live, live on stream, give them out to to people. Um, but of course, like the main point of the show is going to be video Bob game pants, and we are super close. There are when this episode drops, there are four more episodes until our first episode of video Bob game pants, which will be live streamed on Mixer. Um, I'm going to be playing Nicktoons Racing. Uh, the PS1 version, the Game Boy Color version, the Game Boy Advance version, and I'm going to try to get the arcade version up and running, uh, although that's just going to be another part of the review. So what will happen is with Video Bob Game Pants is I'll have a date and a time set that we will live stream all of these games. Um, after the live stream, those that whole stream will be kind of cut up into chunks and will be released through YouTube and released through uh, Facebook, all the video platforms I have. And then there'll be an audio-only episode of the show right after the episode fun that will be kind of a pseudo-review of the, the games of Nicktoons Racing. So that'll be just me. I may have some people on the stream with me to play the games. Um, but that that's how things are going to go, and that's going to go throughout each episode of the show so you can actually if you look up and i and i designed this list basically um by release date so fun was released and then nicktoons racing came out so then boom that's an episode of video bob game pants uh and then you got a whole chunk of episodes squidville comes out and then boom spongebob squarepants legend legend of the lost spatula came out in the game boy color there's an episode of video bob coming out uh of course as time goes on more episodes of video bob will happen in order um and i may even just preemptively ha you know start streaming maybe once every uh, once a week once every two weeks how much people want uh just to kind of maybe get a catalog of these games done because there's so many but that's that's at a later date if there's enough enthusiasm for it then i have no problem and i'm also going to stream more than just uh, SpongeBob games through our Mixer channel. Even though it's the SpongePod Squarecast Mixer channel, um, I am going to play other Nicktoons games, other just kind of random games I might be playing. I've already streamed uh, Overwatch from Xbox, playing Call of Duty through Xbox, um, and and it's for any of that other stuff. It's mostly trying to keep a a family friendly. Uh, outlet out there. Uh, of course, anything SpongeBob Nickelodeon will 100% be family friendly. Uh, if I'm playing with people in Overwatch or Call of Duty, it's a it's a little bit harder to control what happens. Um, and of course, Call of Duty itself is like a mature game, so it's you know I might not say anything that's you know not family friendly, but the content itself really isn't. So um, yeah, I hope everybody out there is staying safe. Please, any any extra precautions you can take out there in the world, washing your hands, keeping your face covered for a while, um, keeping your distance from people. 
Uh, just, just you know, there's no reason not to abide by those. There's, there's good reasons to abide those for the you know foreseeable future going forward. So everybody stay safe. Everybody, I hope you know you're all having a you know a wonderful time uh, with your family and within quarantine. But uh, you know, let's let's see how things go with uh, with with reopening and whatnot. Um, so this is Captain Eric signing off. Have a great day. Ah!